This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. By the book on BFM 89.9. Hello, everybody, and welcome to By the Book with Lee Chui Lin. Uh, Sharmila is still away this week, but I do have a guest with me. Um, so you may notice that we have been doing a run of interviews with people who sell books, people who run bookshops, uh, both in person and online. And with me, we have Carol Lau, who runs both Bookaholics Anonymous and Joy of Books. And we're going to be talking about both of them today. Carol, thank you so much for coming in. Hello, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. So, okay, before we get into the businesses, uh, let's start with what got you interested in reading. How did your love of books grow? Well, I started reading when I was a kid. It all started with the Peter and James and then the Annie Blyton series and Sherlock Holmes and Sweet Valley Highs, you know. So all throughout my life, since I was a child, um, a book has always been a feature in my life. So naturally, it grows all throughout even my adult life. And it has always been a dream of mine since my university days to run a bookstore. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm here today. <laughs> so actually, I think most readers have that dream, right, of running a yes. bookstore one day. Um, but not everybody thinks of it being online. Did you used to imagine that it would be a, a brick-and-mortar bookshop? Never had I imagined that it would be an online bookstore to start with. Um, I always had a vision of a bookstore by the beach kind of thing. But this initiative actually started during the midst of MCO, so naturally, online would come to mind to start it uh, since we were all pretty much locked down. You mentioned the kind of building blocks of what you started reading. And I think for a lot of Malaysian readers of a certain age, that's, that's absolutely <laughs> it. But how would you describe the kind of reader you are now? What do you enjoy at the moment? Oh, for now, I'm very much the psychological thriller kind of reader. I think it all started from a lot of uh, Sherlock Holmes, a lot of Agatha Christie books. And that is really something that gets me and I could sit for hours on end reading that. So that is actually my go-to books. But over the last two years, I've also developed a liking for historical fiction, especially when they cover some true events of the world. Uh, so yeah, those are my two current favourites. So you've started a number of different initiatives and enterprises around reading, including Bookaholics Anonymous, but also Joy of Books. Can you tell us more about them and how both the platforms work? Joy of Books came around first as a rental bookstore, online rental bookstore. So when I was a kid, rental was a way to go for books. It was the cheapest and fastest way to get your hands on lots and lots of books. So that was what got me thinking about starting a rental bookshop because I, I personally have a large library. And at the time, it was 2021, during the lockdown. And this idea came to me about how there are so many books out there, uh, a lot of wastage actually. Each person buys the same book. At the end of the day, many of us throw out the same books. So I thought, why don't recycle the book, reuse the book, not recycle, sorry, reuse the book. And one book can actually land in many pairs of hands and have many readers. So that was what got me started into book rental, uh, using just my own set of collection to begin with. So that's uh, Joy of Books. As for Bookaholics Anonymous, it was actually an initiative to give out free books. It was a book crossing initiative. And book crossing is about deliberately leaving books in public places random public places for people to pick up. 
So I started with that and eventually it turned out to be a second-hand bookshop. So how did this focus on being waste-free or in trying to reduce waste, particularly for readers and, and with books, come about? Um, it started with my personal lifestyle, actually. I wanted to reduce waste in our lifestyles and cut down on buying, uh, reuse many of the things that we already have. And then looking at my bookshelves, I was thinking the same should go for books for every one of us. So that was why um, it occurred to me by offering secondhand books is also a more uh, waste-free way of reading. So I... You mentioned that you used to rent books anyway when you were younger. Mm. And so maybe you're more accustomed to getting a book that isn't necessarily brand new, right? Mm. That, that you know has already been read or you know is an older book. Do you think that this is something people generally are comfortable with? You know, kind of dealing with secondhand books or reading a book that you then have to return? Because libraries, I mean, much as I would love to say that libraries are thriving, you know, <laughs> that's not necessarily the case. I think at this moment, used books are very much acceptable to the market already. One of the reasons would be buying a new book is so expensive these days. A normal fiction could cost you 50 to 90 ringgit. And just to read it one time and discard, it's quite hefty on the pocket. That's a paperback. The hardcovers yes, are another thing. Yes, yeah. just the paperbacks. So many people um, are already doing this in... Um, smaller scale maybe by buying and selling their own books on Facebook groups, Instagram. So we have come to a stage where I think many people find it acceptable to be reading used books and also to share it amongst others. So before we talk about Bookaholics Anonymous, uh, I wanted to just continue on Joy of Books. What are the specific joys mm -hmm. uh, and challenges in getting people to rent books, particularly online? Um, the joy is actually knowing that people who rent books actually read the books. Because many people who buy books, I'm one of the guilty ones as well, the books could be on my shelf for one year, two years, three years, maybe many more years, and they go unread. You know, you just see a book on the shelf and then you say, oh, you want it and you buy it and you put it on the shelf waiting to be read. But people who rent it, there is a deadline to return the book. So they come in to rent with a conscious mindset of wanting to read it. So they actually read it. And that is what I find most joyful because my uh, first and foremost, my objective is to encourage people to read not so much as buying and displaying the books. So that is the greatest joy. In terms of challenge, there are also not many people who want to rent because now there are many options to buy secondhand books as well and they come cheap. So one of the reasons I think they are not really reading but buying is because the time factor. So many of us are so busy, we don't even have time to enjoy a little bit of our me time what more spending hours reading a book? So the challenge is that there are, the market for rental is actually quite small. You mentioned um, one thing or one of your primary objectives being encouraging that love of reading in people. Mm. Um, in, your, in your life or you know, in the people that you speak to online, what have you observed? Are people more interested in reading? Um, are people less interested in reading? If we look at the overall picture and you talk to the people around you, we will find that the reading circle is pretty small. Um, but if you do find a reader, you will find that 
you will have lots to talk about. You read really widely. Uh, so the, the circle is small, no doubt. Uh, but the younger generation is probably the more worrying trend because they have so many more interesting things to do, interaction with their gadgets. So books have become less of an interest for the younger generation. And that is why I wanted to try to encourage as much as possible for the younger generations to start reading. What do you find appealing uh, or what do you find helps to appeal to the younger generation? What can compete with, you know, like you point out, the gadgets, the social media? Actually, if they don't have an interest for books, it would be very, very difficult to put a book in front of them and a gadget and for them to choose a book. Unless they are already uh, very interested in reading, then the chance of them picking up the book over the gadget is greater. But it also starts from a time when they're young, I believe, from childhood. If they have been read to, the experience of uh, the joy that they find reading with a parent, reading with a sibling, uh, it probably has some kind of connection to them when they pick up a book. So I'm hoping that by providing more affordable books out there, uh, parents would be able to pick them up, read with their kids, spend meaningful time uh, cultivating a really good habit in them. We're speaking today with Carol Lau, who runs both Bookaholics Anonymous, which sells uh, secondhand books, and Joy of Books, which is an online book rental platform. Let us know, um, do you buy secondhand? Do you still rent books? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Books, figurines, movies. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Buy the Book with Lynn. Uh, with me in the studio today is Carol Lau, who runs both Bookaholics Anonymous and Joy of Books. So we spoke about uh, Joy of Books earlier. Bookaholics Anonymous, as you said, um, started off as a way to do book crossing. Can mm. you tell us a bit more about book crossing, specifically how you first found out about it or got interested in it? Frankly, I can't remember how I found <laughs> out about book crossing, but it happened to come across... I haven't even picked up a book uh, that has been book crossed, actually. But I had this idea of encouraging people to read. And before book crossing, what I did was I set up a free street library in my neighbourhood for kids to come and take books for free. And there is no monitoring. You just take whatever you want, finish it, return it, and then everybody gets to read. So I was thinking, how could I further progress with this? And the idea of leaving a book in a public place for someone to get intrigued, pick it up, and hopefully build up the interest to read a book. Then I found out that there's actually a worldwide movement uh, called Book Crossing, and they do this on a big scale. So I thought of starting it in Malaysia, picked some of my own books, printed some stickers to put on the books to tell people that, hey, this is a free book. You can take me home, read me, and then pass it on to the next reader. So that's how I started, one book at a time, nervously leaving them in public places and looking so nervous that people will look at me <laughs> like I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you started it thinking about doing book crossing. How then did the online shop develop? I started um, our social media accounts on Bookaholics Anonymous. Actually, the name Bookaholics Anonymous was used for book crossing. 
And so whenever I leave books around, I would post on social media to let people know that books have been left in public places. And if they find them, pick it up, tag us, let us know, so that I know that the books are going somewhere. So in a short period of time, um, the account garnered quite a few following, and many people were very delighted with the idea. Unfortunately, not everyone will get to pick up the books because it's very localized to where I would go. And people from outside of Klang Valley, out uh, in other states, will never be able to pick up the books. So I had many people who then privately messaged me and asked if I could do something more, send the books out station. So I did that as well. Uh, there were some who were willing to help out. So I actually sent them books to live in public places where they go. Some of them even asked me for the stickers to put on their own books and then they would go and do the effort. So I thought that was a really great initiative. There are many people who are willing to share. After some time, people were still not getting books that they wanted. They would see, you know, the books being posted on our social media. The books are here, the books are there, <laughs> but they just couldn't get to it. So eventually they asked, what about selling them affordably? Then everyone has a fair chance of getting the books that they want. And at the same time, I was also um, rescuing a lot more books that were being thrown out to be recycled. And that was such a big waste. So I rescued all of the books and I had enough to start selling them cheaply as well. So that's how the bookshop came about. And <laughs> your original uh, lineup of books came from your own bookshelves. But now I, I'm, a, I'm thinking, you know, to run a store, you would need more than that. Where do you get your stock from for both businesses? Initially, when I first started, I was buying from individuals who wanted to sell their books. So they would PM me and ask, hey, do you want to buy my books? And uh, I would look at what they have and buy from them. Uh, I also buy from charitable organisations that sell books. At this moment, we are largely importing from Singapore. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, how come Singapore? They actually have a large collection of books and I think they have access to more bookshops than we do. You can see that the books are from Kino Kunia, Borders, even Book Depository. I think there are many locals and expats in Singapore who read a lot more and also discard a lot more books. So in your experience, what kinds of books are your customers most interested in, whether it's uh, in terms of type or in terms of genre maybe? It's quite hard to say because uh, I serve quite a large population of uh, book readers. But I would say 50-50 on the fiction and non-fiction. And there are many who actually go for classics, um, on the non-fiction side, uh, history, philosophy, psychology, uh, even business and self-help. I think as a reader, you tend to read everything, whether for work or for pleasure. So it's, it's pretty hard to pinpoint uh, what they like. So I was quite intrigued that you have a rare and premium section mm. on the site. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Uh, we often find some really old and rare books. So those books are offered for sale actually at quite a cheap rate as well for book collectors. Uh, our idea is to be able to share the books. So that's why we don't actually uh, price them highly. Those are really for collectors, whereas the majority of the books conform to our goal of wanting to offer affordable books to everyone. Uh, I'm always intrigued by this because we've interviewed other booksellers who also have a rare book mm. um, kind of 
shelf, if nothing else. <laughs> and what is the book collector market like? I mean, do you find that your rare and premium books sell well? Yes, they do. They do sell very well. Surprisingly well. <laughs> I see. Okay. And you mentioned earlier social media mm. and how um, this began with tagging, with getting the word out there. Right now, what role does social media play in introducing people to both bookaholics and joy of books or actually selling the books? Actually, they play a very huge role. Uh, I would say that 100% of the efforts are from social media particularly on Instagram. There are many book lovers on Instagram, I would say, and I do some uh, sponsored posts as well uh, on these platforms. I have not done any other way of marketing. How did you go into social media? Was it something that was quite organic for you or is it something that you've really had to think about and strategize a bit? Oh, I definitely have to think a lot about it, even up to now. I, I wouldn't say I'm expert in it. I'm just uh, learning as I go along. And every day I learn something new. So it's still an exploration for me. Uh, what works, what doesn't work is all trial and error at the moment. <laughs> and do you find that there are different types of conversations happening on, let's say, uh, Facebook, Instagram or TikTok? Because book talk is mm. becoming so popular now. Yes, I think so. I think um, there are also different... Uh, demographics on each of these platforms. Uh, for example, Facebook for bookaholics, that is, uh, is a little quieter, quiet audience, but you know that they are just watching. They may not interact. But on Instagram, uh, people are more interactive there. Probably the age group is also slightly younger. And on TikTok, uh, we have only just started. We have not ventured much into that yet. It's still an area for us to learn. So do you still hope to develop Book Crossing further? Uh, and how can people who are interested in doing this explore it with you? Oh yes, I would definitely love the opportunity to go further with Book Crossing. Um, I would really appreciate if there are more people who could come in, join the effort, do it as a fun project, spread the love of reading. Uh, but as a one-person show to do this, it's really, really hard. So it would be great if uh, a group can come together and do it together. Yeah. What else is in the future for you and Bookaholics Anonymous and also Joy of Books? For me personally, I definitely want more time to read. <laughs> Honestly, uh, running Bookaholics Anonymous has taken a lot of my time. It's a full-time business and I hardly have time to read, although I come across so many books that I want. Unfortunately, I have to take a step back on the reading. So on a personal note, yes, I want more time to read. Uh, for Bookaholics Anonymous, uh, I'm looking at two uh, ideas. One is a business expansion. I would like to go on an omni-channel approach to offer more affordable books offline and offline to our readers and uh, widen our reach. Um, the second thing we are looking at will be CSR, to look into a CSR partnership with uh, like-minded organisations to offer the less fortunate community a chance to have better reading materials. As it is, I think the reading materials are quite limited and Bookaholics Anonymous actually has a lot of good reading materials and we hope to be able to pass that on and build up the younger generation as a reading generation. So those are the two major goals for Bookaholics Anonymous. On the book rental side, it's a little bit quiet. It's more of a 
passion business that goes on and we are serving uh, regular customers. So that part of the business will still maintain as usual. So uh, if you're interested in checking out these platforms, it is thejoyofbooks.com. That one is the book rental and bookaholicsanonymous.com, which is, of course, the secondhand book shop uh, that is online at the moment, at least. Carol, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Lynn. You've just heard from Carol Lau, who runs both Bookaholics Anonymous and Joy of Books. Again, let us know. Um, it is a pretty straightforward question. We'd like to hear from you if you like buying secondhand books, uh, but also if you still rent books, which is lovely, but also kind of going out of style a bit, unfortunately. Anyways, let us know that number to WhatsApp is 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.